Welcome, ladies and divorce professionals. You are listening to the Divorce for Wealthy Women podcast, where we dive into complex and sometimes taboo topics relating to divorce and women. Specifically, we often discuss how affluent women can maintain their lifestyles during and post-divorce. Join me as we talk to the most sought-after divorce professionals across the globe and share powerful tips that you can take along with you no matter where you are in your journey. So I have a brief backstory of how I met our next guest, who is Stacy Francis. She not only works in the financial industry like myself, but she's in the divorce industry. And there's very few that I would say know how to do exactly what they should and do it in the right ways and understand the complexities of high net worth divorces. So of course, she is one of them that I truly trust in this industry. And how I met her is just, this is a fun little story. About a decade ago, I went from volunteering hands-on and being on boards and year after year trying to find what was missing. And there was something missing on, on, you know, I'm volunteering for all these places, but where is the thing that's missing? I couldn't find it. Luckily, a few years ago, I'm just scouring the internet, trying to figure out what is really missing in my volunteering aspect of my life. And it turns out I found it in her nonprofit. So she helps women get matched with certified financial professionals um, in the industry. And they get a, a, the time they need to work on whatever financial aspect of their lives that they want to and get all the resources they need through her nonprofit. So I can be on this hotline and help women when I want, when I have the time, um, I can do it as much as I can. And it's just, that was what was missing. I got to find it with her nonprofit. It's just so rewarding for myself. And so, of course, she's doing business in the right way. She's giving back in the communities across the U.S. in the right way. And so now that I've found the, this nonprofit and I've worked with her, I know exactly how she does business. I also want to have her on today because she can share a wealth of resources in a short amount of time about the financial aspect and divorce for women who have affluence. So join me today in listening. Just like all my other guests, I really hope you get something out of this. And please reach out to Stacy if you do need anything further. She's a wealth of knowledge, resources, and you will have a fun time listening to this. Okay, everyone, the time has come to bring in my esteemed colleague in the divorce and financial world, Stacy Francis. Hi, Stacy. How's it going on the East Coast today? Good. Olivia is beautiful. I'm so happy to be here, especially talking to you. You know how much I, I look up to you. So <laughs> yay. Well, you know, I only work with a few women at a in New York. So maybe we plan a trip to say hi to each other at the same time as me meeting my clients. I don't know. We're going to have to talk. That sounds about fun. This. <laughs> that sounds fun. I, I see drinks in, in our future, little yes. cocktails. Yes. Okay. Well, let's maybe get started so the listeners can have your wisdom shared with them as well, because I know your work, but they haven't heard you yet on this show. So my first question is, can you just share with the audience more about your firm and the type of clients you work with? 
Yeah, no, great question. Um, I, I started my own firm because I, I had a pretty traumatic situation in my family where my, my grandmother was in an abusive marriage and she, she never left and, you know, shared with me before she passed away that, um, she felt really financially trapped. And so that has inspired me. Um, I started a charity called Savvy Ladies, which, uh, for all of you listening, Olivia is one of our, you know, most active volunteers. Uh, we work pro bono with women, um, wherever they are in their financial situation to help them. Um, and then I also launched Francis Financial, and that was about 20 years ago. And we work with women as well, um, but typically high net worth. Um, and they're going through a transition, um, often divorce, and, and many times also um, after having lost a spouse. Mm. And so let's let's dive into that divorce, because I know that we could talk all day about this and what women should do and what they forget about. So let's let's actually ask that. So what financial aspect, in your opinion, in the midst of a divorce, do women most forget about that you see day to day? Um, you know, I, I think that the long term financial future is the area where I see most women um, essentially forget about it. There's understandably so many financial decisions at hand and getting through the day to day of a divorce is is hard enough let alone looking out uh, to the future. And, you know, what I have to say, um, you know, for all women, yes, it's important to make sure you're okay financially in the next one, two, three, five years. But because we live such long, healthy lives, we need to be also planning out, you know, how do we get out to age 95 and, you know, potentially even beyond? That's a good point. That's, I think both you and I, with our financial planning background, it's kind of the long-term planning. That's not how people think. So I'm glad you bring that up. That's, that's something that I haven't discussed lately on this podcast, if ever. So thank you. That is, if anyone's listening, I hope that you take that from this piece of our conversation today. And let's, let's go to another thing that I think is a so many ultra high net worth women and affluent women in general going through divorce is I'm just going to ask you straight up, would you recommend selling the marital home and receiving more in a settlement or keep the house? And and really, what are the of these decisions? Because this is obviously what you and I see all the time and these questions are asked. So what are your opinions here? Yeah, it's a great question. And um, in many cases, selling the marital home is the right thing to do. Um, we work in a lot of situations where there's actually more than one home. Um, one, two, three, four, or five homes. And when we're looking at that many homes, um, it's pretty much um, impossible to keep them all. The mistake I see are those women who are receiving a large lump sum, but are buying out their spouse, being left with very little of investment assets. And that's the biggest piece that we have to worry about. And, and again, just to think about it from a you know, kind of a different way of, of looking at a, a, a new set of glasses. Your house is your investment, and you don't want to have half of your net worth tied up in one stock, let alone would you ever want, you know, half of your net worth tied up in, in real estate. So looking at that of saying, you know, can I get it down to 30% of my net worth? Does that make sense? And using that more, I guess, um, emotionless attitude of whether this makes sense, and then, of course, whether or not you can afford it helps make a better decision about whether or not you should keep that that marital home or the other real estate properties you have. 
so you're almost like a third party, non-emotional guide for clients going through divorce and making these decisions and giving options on the house and the financial aspects while still tying in the emotional part, but having that fault as well. Yeah. And I have to say, um, having a, a partner, you know, whether it's someone like us or someone like you to help you make those decisions and try and take the emotion out and, and just bring clarity to a situation that's often very confusing is going to allow people to make a better decision. Right. And, and these are things that are big choices that will impact, will impact the rest of your life. And, um, like, you know, I said before, the biggest mistake I see is keeping real estate, having to sell it in a fire sale and never, mm. ever recovering financially. Mm. Uh, we could talk literally all day about the home and also other mistakes and red flags and, and really get into that, that whole um, department. But let's, let's go back to, you know, being that third party advocate for clients, you know, when in your mind is the best time to start working with a financial advisor? That's a great question. You know, it's F at all possible when you're contemplating divorce, uh, at least having a consultation. You should have a consultation with a lawyer. You should also have a consultation with a divorce financial analyst because it's going to help you, number one, make a decision about is divorce right for you? But if it is right, how you can prepare to set yourself up for success and actually reduce your legal fees. Those women who go into the divorce process that understand the assets, that understand the expenses and understand the income are much further ahead. And they walk into that divorce process with knowledge, with being empowered, and because they're at that wonderful place of understanding where they are financially, the process can move much more quickly, much less painfully. And I'll be honest with, you know, fewer legal fees. So I don't know what else I can say to kind of motivate someone, to, you know, <laughs> do their, their, their homework before they start the process. Um, but hopefully, you know, those things will, will, will help. That's yeah. The epitome of what we do is help people and clients understand the process. And I really want to also throw out there that it helps the other side. So it's not just the women that we're working with, but the men in that relationship as well, because they're coming to the table understanding and so there's less of that emotional fear. Right. So I love hearing that again, like, gosh, you speak my language. This is so much fun, Stacey. <laughs> uh, so we could, um, let's go. There's a few more questions that I really wanted to ask you. So let's, let's go into that. I'm wondering a lot of clients get pitched from different financial advisors who really, you know, know nothing about the affluent world. So do you, in your professional opinion, have any recommendations on divorce professionals and really how does someone find that right person if she has a lot of wealth? Yeah, that's a great question. And actually, I've helped a few financial advisors through the divorce process. So, you know, understanding that your typical financial advisor um, doesn't necessarily have the knowledge or expertise, let alone the experience to work in this field. So there's three questions that I would ask. Number one, table stakes. They have to have a certified divorce financial analyst designation. Um, but once you have that designation, um, I, I compare it to great, you graduated from kindergarten and now you've got another, you know, what, 
13, 14 years of, of learning. Um, I know that that's the case for me when, when I got my CDFA, you know, back in 2000, I guess it was 2003. So number one, CDFA, important. Number two, how many years of experience and how many cases have you worked on? As you know, Olivia, the, you know, average divorce financial analyst might work on one case a year or one case. Yeah. Or or one, one every three or four years, right? You do not want to be the test case for them to learn their craft and make their mistakes. So asking how many cases have you worked on? How many do you work on each year? And to be honest, there's only about 5% of CDFAs, uh, according to a recent study I was reading, um, that actually the CDFA and divorce financial analyst part of their business is, is active, thriving, and that they have the experience you need. Um, and number three, you want to make sure you're working with uh, a fee-only advisor, that you're paying for advice. There are advisors out there that will give you free advice. And that's because they want to manage your assets afterwards. You know, I don't see any problem with that, but I will tell you that sometimes that advice can be a little conflicted, such as don't keep the house. Mm. Instead, have your spouse buy it out so that you have a larger portfolio for me to manage. They're not going to tell you that. But again, as we all know, you get what you pay for. So pay for the advice. Work with an advisor who has years and years of experience working on dozens, if not hundreds of cases. And number three, table stakes are that certified divorce financial analyst CDFA designation. Thanks for repeating that. And I will put that in the show notes because all the designations, it's just, it can be overwhelming even for people who work in the field, there's so many different things out there, but I'm glad that you're saying the name, you're repeating the name, and I'm going to put it in the show notes, what that means. And also links to all of your things that you do, because that's imperative for people to know the difference in this financial and divorce world. Again, there's very few that do it right. And uh, that's why you're here today. It's because you do. So um, let's, Let's go with one more question. We'll keep it brief today. What would be someone's first step in investing if they've their settlement, divorce is over? Go. Tell me your thoughts. Yeah, great question. Um, most likely it needs to change according to your newest tolerance and your new goals. Far too many women um, keep the portfolio as it was, and it's like trying to wear your ex's pants. I, I know that you know most women couldn't, nor should you try and wear their portfolio. So, you know, sitting down with a financial advisor, mapping out your financial plan to help you know what your portfolio needs to do. And in times like now where we see such volatility, um, you know, risk tolerance and the risk that you're willing to take and the ups and downs that you are willing to, to see is also just as important. That's where we should leave it off. This was wonderful. <laughs> it's just succinct and beautifully said. So thank you so much for your time, Stacey. I look forward to drinks in New York with you. I do too. I do too. Thank you for joining another episode with me, your host, Olivia Summerhill. Until the next episode, visit www.summerhillfirm.com for a discreet way to find helpful resources that can help bring you clarity to your divorce journey.